0: Oh, can you imagine pork pie and fresh mustard?
1: His name is Craven, he likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave, he cancels saves, he likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom, he plays for fun, but if you beat him then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the first, but it could be the last. We're unopposed to claim banter.
2: It's banter behind the throne. Okay. Good evening. Hello, and welcome to episode four of Banter Behind the Throne. Uh, this week, I am the captain of a ship. I am Lyle Craven, old Empires. I'm joined today by Tom Peel. Say hello, Tom. Hello. I'm joined by Dave Bamford, Mr. Dav. Say hello, Dave. Oh, yeah. And I'm... Well, we are all joined uh, by the very generous giver of cards, Wedge. Say hello, Wedge. Hello. There he is. OK, so that's easier than everyone trying to say their name and being punctuated by awkward silences. Um, OK, right, so as promised last week, we are going to give some details out about nationals. Um... Unfortunately, I haven't got a lot to say on this front beyond the dates which we covered last week. Um, It's going to cost £10 and you can submit your deck lists on the day uh, before the end of the first round. Um, Unfortunately, everybody, that is all I've got for us. Um, So I have let you all down there. I didn't get the information I promised. Um, But Nationals has also caused a little bit of a stir, hasn't it, gentlemen?
1: Just a little
2: yeah. yeah, there is you news. Yeah, there is. Um, you can, well, anyone can read this, actually. It's all been taking place relatively publicly in the Game of Thrones group on Facebook, which itself is a closed group, but you just search for it, ask to join, and you will get put in. Um, the crux of the issue seems to be that, unlike the other national events which took place at the Games Expo, um, the winner of this will not you're getting sent to worlds um, in the manner, shall we say, we all expected. Uh, a hotel, I assume it's a hotel anyway. Uh, accommodation at least is getting paid for, but that is it.
3: I, I assume tickets are uh, included in that as well.
2: Uh, well, yeah, you'd, you'd have thought so, actually. I guess. Um, Who knows? Who knows? The flight
1: said that they were reserved for the winner of
2: this one. So, okay, we'll get so tickets. To- in someone's sofa,
1: I guess, and yeah, mail yourself
2: there. Yeah, this is um, it. I think um, it, it just really does put the um, the chance to go to Worlds really out of reach for for, a lot, for me, certainly. You know, and yeah, I think yeah, for me too. Um, a lot of us are all on the same boat. Um, we could have a whip round. For <laughs> what reason? We could have a whip round, couldn't we? We could um send it. But there's always a risk, isn't there? That if you have a whip round out of generosity, they might just Go down the pub with it. <laughs> yeah,
1: And then everyone will be sad.
2: Exactly. So, yeah. Um, so that's the Nationals debate. I'm... I did promise secretly certain people a, a little bit of a rant on this subject, but I've, I've since decided that perhaps um, discretion is a better part of valour. And also, everything it needed to say has actually been said quite eloquently already, I think. So... There's no real need to flog this particular horse. Um, in terms of the prize structure anyway, I think it's kind of been taken care of. Um, our thoughts and feelings have been made known. I mean, what do you guys feel about it?
3: I agree with that. But it is nice that it's only £10. Yeah,
2: is £10 pounds is uh,
3: considerably
0: good value for a whole day of cards.
3: Yeah. Um, although the prize support isn't that good, even without the flight, because the mat is spectacularly boring.
0: What's yes, on the mats is. this year? It's,
3: it's the Defenders of the Wall art, I think it is. It's like a Baratheon Night's Watch character that no one plays. <laughs> uh, well Wedge played it in the draft to Blackwater, but that was more out of... He was forced to play
1: it. <laughs> hey, this is very
0: <laughs> Come There's to the British um, Nationals, guys. You'll get a card no one wants.
2: It's Targaryen power counters, isn't
1: it? Yeah, they're quite nice. Yes.
2: And Street of Steel? Yeah
1: finish the street collection,
2: that'd be nice. feeling sorry for my regular Street
1: of Seals, having to sit next to the much superior sisters and Shadow Blacks for like
2: <laughs> yeah. <a few> <laughs> There was enough to make you want to drop them completely. So yeah, that's Nationals. I mean, let's try not to get too upset about the prize thing. It is a real bummer, don't get me wrong, but it's gonna be our weekend uh, collectively as a, as a group sort of say goodbye to first edition. Um, and it's the last time, really, I think, in this, well, it definitely is, the last time in this country, all of us first edition guys are going to be together. Um, the next big event is going to have loads of new people
0: um,
2: <laughs> changing hate. changing things and touching things. and
3: are <laughs> <laughs> greasy little
2: hands. I just
0: like <laughs> yeah. the idea of them going around with sticky fingers,
3: just rubbing yeah. them all over your car. It's like, yeah, <laughs> leave my Westeros bleeds alone.
2: Yeah. Oh, you don't brilliant. deserve it right Ribena all over the desks and <laughs> okay. not having, okay. <laughs> having playmats and all this sort of stuff. Um, not using so, sleeves. Ooh. Still so, use yeah.
3: sleeves, they're not barbarians.
2: But it will be nice. I mean, I mean, I started playing this game in a, a friend's kind of store. Um, years ago, there was only three or four of us, and I never anticipated the fact that I would be sitting here doing this one day with with three people I've only ever met through playing cards at tournaments all around the place. And you know, it has been great. It's been a great experience doing this. And for me, nationals really is about that. Is saying goodbye to that in terms of first edition. Um, and it's going to be a great weekend. It really is. Um, and that's kind of, I think, the most important thing to perhaps keep in mind is that um, it's going to be a bloody good laugh.
3: Is that the Craven guarantee?
2: It you can you can write that down and put it, and put it in your pocket. Um, and now we're podcast hosts as well. I think the done thing is at big events, people buy a beer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that
3: is the done
0: thing. Um, <laughs> they want to come on to the next show and talk about their experience at nationals. Um, there will be competitions held on the night.
2: Mm. <laughs> yeah, basically, when he says competitions, what he means is who can give us the most stuff. <laughs> Because otherwise, it's just going to default to Wedge again, because so far, that's the best present we've had, slash the only one. Oh no, you had vodka off the Polish paper, didn't you?
3: We did, yeah. That was to England as a whole, not to the podcast, though.
2: But that Are would be to for
3: Nationals, for I'm
0: guessing.
2: We'll be gratefully yes. it accepted.
3: It's currently in my room. Um, I did open it, because so I wanted to see how it smelt.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Uh,
3: but I haven't drunk any yet. But it I does can smell like, like good vodka.
2: You 60% water. And then set it up with water yeah exactly so Nationals is going to be fun if anyone's listening to this and they're on the fence I don't know if I can make it they're not sure just do it it really will be worth it Um, and you know Sunday we to go and play Star Wars and Star Wars is really easy you can play it hungover it doesn't matter
0: (laughs) I'm coming to that now (laughs) can't do melee hungover it's too complicated too many triggers
2: (laughs) no point playing melee because Vince will win
3: it's true it's true
2: (laughs) Let's just skip to the end. Vince wins. Still will play Star Wars. <laughs> so, before we move on, has anyone got anything to throw into Nationals?
0: Um, no? No. I would like, I'm, I'm excited to see what decks are being played at Nationals, I must admit.
2: Yeah, that's a good um, You know what
0: I mean? I, I'm not sure what's going to be big and uh, I'm a little bit nervous because obviously I want to prepare for what's in store.
2: Well, there's a good chance, isn't there, that people are going to look at this in one of, one of two very distinct ways, all influenced by the fact it's the last one, isn't it? So are people going to go all out, this is it? Or are the Jankmeisters amongst us just going to go completely potty and we're going to see so. some real crazy stuff? I might just go back to my
0: favourite deck because it's the last time I'll ever get to play at a competitive tournament.
3: Except for Starlack.
0: Except for Starlek, but what a send off to the UK I could do. Well, Starlek, I want to try and win it. Um, <laughs> I'm not ambitious that uh, normally, Dave, but in this case, I'm going to win Starlek.
2: You heard oh, it here uh, first.
0: Yep. It's a fact.
2: Um, it's a but deal guarantee.
0: <laughs> unless I come up against cards in another language, in which case I'm fucked again, lads. I'm sorry. But there's um, a good
2: chance that's going to happen. I'll be yeah,
0: sure. I'm not going to win. In that it case, is in but, it would be nice to obviously send off my favourite deck player again because obviously I know I've, I've played a lot of Greyjoy Black Sails. So it would be quite nice, the final tournament in the UK, to have a little game.
2: Nice. Dave, is there any chance do you think we could um, tempt you to play Beleriand Behind the Throne?
3: was oh, a very slight chance, but it's very unlikely. Oh. But we might be... I oh, know Waffle's not coming, is he? What
0: about That's Baratheon White Book?
3: Oh, Baratheon White Book. Yeah, that didn't win Gen Con. That was heartbreaking. No, it didn't. The offer still, sat, still stands if anyone wins a Nationals event, all Worlds or Starlek, with Baratheon the White Book, we will send them a Baileys. Yeah. I think that's... You can't say fairer than that. No. Price almost matching the
1: Nationals, though.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that is generosity on par with a National <laughs> Tournament, mate.
0: You're that's a wild man. We'll even sign like a card as well.
3: Yeah. Not the White Book, though. We'll,
0: we'll package it nicely, you know. We'll make it look like we've gone all out oh gift box we're not, we're not going to go half arse on this boys it's going to be a proper bottle of Baileys we'll even get you a glass and some Baileys chocolates as well
2: where's
3: the budget for this coming from Poo?
0: I haven't quite decided yet charitable donations
2: will be accepted at that. <laughs> well, to be fair Dave I think the easiest thing to do is it's, it's, we're not going to buy them the Baileys and we're not going to send it to them <laughs> what we'll do is we will buy them like a, a cup to put it in <laughs> and, then, and then when they complain we'll say yeah but you could have got no Baileys <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you think I was being bitchy there, do write in. Um, That's as bad as it's going to get, I promise. I'm stopping there. Yes,
3: that's the last word on nationals. That is
2: definitely the last word on that. I couldn't help myself. Um, Okay, right, let's move on then. Um, So, Gen Con has been going on, hasn't it? Has everyone been watching that? I have, because I get paid to do very little at work. So I've had all the, all the time in the world to watch Gen Con footage. Obviously, we had the big tournament, which we just discussed very briefly Dragon Pit 1, Yawn. Um,
3: we predicted lo- that, sort of.
2: Well, ish. The scattergun I am going
3: to say Dragon Pit because no one says it. No one said it, and it won Flatwater. I sort of said it, so it's fine. Yeah, good. But then I kind of changed my mind, but that's not the point. I said
2: it. Yeah, you had two cracks of the whip there because it could have won twice, couldn't it? Because uh, both finalists had it but loads of second edition stuff has come out and i've been watching all the team covenant sort of unboxings um and they unboxed every well i say unboxed they actually sat down spoke about previewed every card in the box um it's about two hours worth of video i think split up by house and plots and so forth and it's really good it's the first time i've got to see all of the cards up close and really spoken about and um yeah it's got me really excited for second edition now to the point where I don't really want to start playing it, because I know the moment i do, I probably won't go back to first. So it's quite tense. It's tempting me from distance.
3: Well, we're not getting it for at least three or four more weeks, so...
2: No, but Octagon has got it, hasn't it?
3: Octagon does have it.
2: And that's the problem.
3: Yeah. But... Car Game DB doesn't have a deck builder yet, so... Yeah, that's... Uh... So, uh, I, the German one didn't work for me. So until there's a good deck builder, I won't be quite so tempted.
2: But well, I'm assuming the Octagon deck builder will will work in the meantime, right?
3: Yes, but it's awful.
2: I know it's horrible, but um, it's better than now, isn't it? I guess so. I still yeah. build my decks on paper, with a pencil.
3: How do you play on Octagon? You oh, scan it in?
1: <laughs> yeah, I just...
3: He are you old enough to have a fax machine Wedge is that how you do it
1: he faxed his move <laughs> so a fax I'll get my deck list yeah
0: what a fax
2: that would be
0: with, with, with to plays do by post.
2: three hours later <laughs> yes it's like, it's like those old school play by post games this is really difficult when you've got to do a sort of interrupt <laughs>
0: It's like putting a chess report in the paper. They used to have the old uh, weekly chess reports, didn't they? <laughs>
2: yeah, <With> different moves <laughs>
0: in and how the game was going. It could be like that. East you have just
2: Yeah, a little, a little black and white picture of Wedge's hand and the board state, and like, what do you do next? <laughs> Play your grip. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Dave, you had a little bit of experience with um, Octagon, didn't you? Uh, not Octagon. You've had some experience of Octagon, though, obviously. I
3: have played Octagon before, yeah. Yeah,
2: you know what it is. Um, but second edition.
3: <laughs> I did. Uh, my brother had some friends over the, the other day, and one of them decided that he wanted to learn how to play Game of Thrones. Obviously, I don't have any second edition decks. So I taught him with first edition decks with a mixture of first and second edition rules. And so the matchup up was uh, Greyjoy Conquest of Martell, Hyperclaim, uh, versus Martell Maesters.
2: That sounds like a lovely teaching environment.
3: <laughs> well, the only three decks I had were them and uh, Targaryen Hollow Hill, oh, which okay. I thought was even less newbie friendly. Yeah. Uh, so I gave them then. We said, right, okay, there's no reserve on the plot card, so we'll just play with the draw cap. And I explained what the difference was. Kept the draw cap the same. Uh, we added in the new rule with attachments, popping back to hand. Uh, we kept set up at five gold. Oh my god! it would be ridiculous. Eight gold on old cards.
2: Oh, yeah, fair Wonderful.
3: enough. Uh, and, you could uh, set up King Robert's Exactly. We removed Moribund. Well, more likely, I didn't explain it. And if it came up, I didn't mention it. <laughs> uh, but besides from that, it would have come up because I had Laria Sand. So that was important.
2: You're such a good teacher.
3: I am. I am. But the moral of the story is that Maester's path is absolutely broken in 2nd edition because all those chains pop back to hand every time of <laughs> your Maesters die. So he'll die and then he's like, okay, I'll play a new Super Maester chain, 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 chain.
2: Oh God, that would make everything so much better, actually. I wouldn't <laughs> need the bloody Conclave ever.
3: No, it was fun. But it is even more fun when you're just like, well, now I've got my apprentice collars. I can make everybody Maesters again and then get another Conclave out for free even though I have, you know, no proper maesters, kind of thing. It was great fun. Uh, it wasn't pretty.
2: No, uh,
3: and no, he was no. very sad by Game of Savas when I played that.
2: So, what's your uh, sort of closing thought on this little experiment?
3: Uh, don't teach people second edition with ridiculous first edition decks.
2: There we go, you heard it here first. Um, that's probably why FFG made a new video explaining how to play the game. <laughs> probably rather than using an old one right so this next bit we're going to be focusing on second edition again and our good old friend Card Game DB um, has yeah a, a topic sprung up um, I think yesterday maybe the day before discussing one of the new plots which is called Heads on Spikes now uh, Dave you've got the card up in front of you haven't you I do um, I don't think Tom's seen it I don't know where do you've probably aware of what it does if you're not at least aware of the argument about it
1: i've seen the card but i've uh,
2: avoided the debate okay fair enough dave do you want to just uh tell tell people what it does
3: okay heads on spikes is a plot okay. it's got four gold yes and six initiative and one okay. claim it's oh. got six reserve are you aware what reserve does
0: not 100 percent, but i'm okay. roughly familiar with the concept. in
3: second edition there's no draw cap uh, but at the end of the turn, you discard cards down to your reserve.
2: Ah, right, okay. Which so is at the end
3: six, of the turn, six. discard to six. It has the Edict and War Traits.
2: That's a great door player appeal. You never have to worry about that. <laughs> okay. Going down to six, because we'll never have <laughs> <Yep>. overs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: Um, and it is, when revealed, choose an opponent. Discard one card at random from that player's hand. If that card is a character, gain two power for your faction and place the discarded character in its owner's dead pile.
0: Okay, so it's like an intrigue challenge that kills?
3: Yes, exactly. Yep.
0: Okay. What are your thoughts um, on that card? Well, it's not doesn't really sound like shit, to be honest. Um, if you're running six or seven characters, if you've got, for example, a character in hand and you've got multiple copies of it, you should probably try and get rid of one anyway early on just to stop it being intrigued. Try and play it as early as possible almost.
3: A lot of the debate with this card revolves around turn one plays. Okay. Where it pinches your seven cost character, which you run three copies of, uh, turn one, before you have a chance to marshal them.
0: How many cards do you start with? It's seven, isn't it? It's the seven, same as. Seven
3: is the same, yeah. yeah.
0: So you have a one in seven chance of losing something. That's, yeah. That doesn't sound horrible to me. I'd, I'd rather come up against that than a Cersei deck in first edition which can intrigue you three times or however many times I'd rather come up against that than anything else I'm not really that doesn't really sound that bad Dave
3: nope it's a bit like (laughs) like
0: March to the Wall almost
3: now it has actually been compared to March to the the Wall which isn't that shit Uh, no March to the Wall is very good as well and people are saying would you rather just lose the character from your hand or invest all that gold than just have them March to the Wall I'd much rather lose a character from my hand. Exactly. No problem.
2: Yeah. I found but a lot of the debate regarding this has uh, come from the angle that like an example like games to try to push second edition thrones to be more about characters, more about the big movers and shakers rather than your street waifs and your flea bottom scavengers. Um and this kind of devalues that by making them knocked out quite early on. Um I've even heard people say that it's kind of unthematic and unnedly. When to me It couldn't be more nedly. It couldn't be more thematic than this. You know, big important people in Westeros die. A lot. Mm. The things you think are going to happen sometimes don't because someone's dead. Yeah? Uh, Reference every person in the Stark family who's not female. (laughs) Right? And (laughs) And even. Some of them that are. Yeah, yeah, that that isn't actually (laughs) completely fair either. But I mean. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks to lose a big character. And especially in this environment, where there's probably slightly more emphasis on having multiples just because the pool is what it is. And but,
3: dupes are better in this edition.
2: Yeah, dupes are better. Yeah, fair enough. But this is a balancing act. This, this still in, um, introduces some element of risk to what you're doing, which there needs to be. This isn't the sort of game where, you know... You get out yeah, your big marquee character and they get to do their thing in a vacuum. There's people trying to kill them, interacting with them the whole time. Just because they're in your hand doesn't mean they're safe. Um, but also, there's every opportunity that this card is going to miss. It's going to hit a weenie. It's going to hit a reducer. It's going to hit nothing. you know. And you won't remember it then. So it's, I think it's been unfairly leveled and broken when in fact it's, it's not. And I think it really is in keeping with a lot of stuff. And furthermore... Uh, this isn't a new players thing all joking aside about new players but a lot of the complaints are from people who are new to the game now thrones in my experience at least has something which is really unique when compared to other card games not just other fantasy flight games but you know magic um things like that is there's a very distinct dead and discard pile like even cthulhu and stuff like uh, under the fantasy flight banner if a character is killed, they go to the discard pile. I and mean, you can play them again. But in Thrones, it's quite a unique thing to have, this dead pile mechanic, which means when something's in there, you can't do anything else with it. Um, and I think it's coming as quite a shock to some people that people can die that quickly, that easily, and it really can just mess you up, perhaps you the opening plot. But you have to adapt to that. That's the whole point. And I think it's a journey most people go on when they start the game is if I stick free of something in, it's going to be safe, when in fact it doesn't always work out like that. And you have to come to terms with the fact that big hitting characters sometimes you just got to bite a bullet and maybe not see them in the game because they're only there once. Yeah, that's that's my brief take on it.
3: I totally agree. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, it's also worth noting that it's quite risky as a turn one play because is an edict, and uh, if they play, if your opponent plays naval superiority, then all edict plots count zero gold. So yeah you might pick a good card out of hand but you've got zero gold turn one and you're going to be well behind in the real game which is what's on the table one yeah. card in hand probably won't make a difference
1: and times I very much don't want power on my house is before the first 30, first turn challenge yes
2: yeah absolutely yeah that's a good point
1: just,
3: get nicked.
2: just so I can feel I've contributed to that
3: Thank you, Wedge. That was uh, most insightful. I I
2: tried my best. So there we go. That's Heads on Spikes. I mean, I'd be really interested to hear everyone else's um, opinion on that. If anyone wants to make comments and stuff, then feel free. Um, Just for the record, I don't think anyone here is saying that if you are currently feeling like Heads on Spikes is is too powerful or it's sort of ruining your enjoyment, but no one's saying you're you're stupid or whatever... Um, but it's, I think it's something that will come with experience, losing characters really isn't the end of the world, um, so don't worry about it. Chill. It's I think cool.
3: on, on that note, um, it's only going to get worse as a card, because there's going to come a point where you're not playing three copies of every unique, because there's going to be other uniques that you run or more non-uniques.
0: Yeah. So
3: if you lose one character, it really doesn't matter. But and then even if you do run one character, like Valor is probably eventually going to be in the card pool. And you're you're going to learn very quickly that your characters are fragile and you just have to deal with that. Um, And I miss it already and I haven't even played second edition. (laughs) Um, But of course, the good thing about heads on spikes is that it stops both complacent control players who will sit on their hand with, say, the Princess of the Sun Red Viper in it for days on end. Uh, because there's the chance that it would just pick out their good cards or their good characters and it also has the potential to stop voltron builds where you just stack one character because if you pull a beric out of their hand turn one like with the first uh analogy again uh, they're going to have a sad time of it Mm. so it's it's inbuilt as a a hard counter to them much like confiscation is a hard counter to uh attachments in the core set yeah it's good Um, to have those answers always available
2: Absolutely, and this is, of course, an evergreen card. It's never going to go away. And it's here for right. that exact reason. It's going to be useful. It's, its power and its its use are going to fluctuate like a stock, aren't they? Depending yes. on what the card pool and what the meta is doing at the time.
0: Um, I'll tell you what. The, um, I'm sorry. No, I think rather, I've said quite enough. I'd rather come up against that card every day of the week than come up against a. Uh, is it Rule by Decree where you have to yes. s- subtract down to four cards? Yes. I'd rather lose one card in uh, every day of the week than uh, four or five or however many I happen to have over the bloody limit. Yeah. Because that's a horrible decision to make when you're going through and you've got nothing but beauties and you've got to decide between events, characters, economy locations. You've got to figure out what you're going to need first and just... Ugh.
2: Yeah. It's
3: very true. I think one of the bigger problems with this card, of course, is that it's uh, you can run two of them in your plot deck. Mm. Oh, ah. Yeah. That's a little is, bit annoying. It's a bit annoying, but then again, if you run two copies of a plot you're sacrificing versatility. But yeah, like, it it's doesn't always have a very that much hard
0: gold, does it really? Uh, it's four gold, gold. which is pre abolition. Yeah.
3: Um I mean... But like it was always a hard decision to run two power of bloods, even mm. if you really needed them. Even yeah. if you only played nobles loops. Yeah, you lose the versatility which is really important.
2: Exactly, and you know, you could have this plot do practically nothing twice. Really?
3: Yeah.
2: So it's a gamble. Um, yeah, so that's, that's heads on spikes. Yeah. Um, it did, did strike me as a bit of a shame in a way, though, that so early there was quite s- such a um, a backlash against something. Um, I didn't quite expect something like this so soon. I've, I've seen sort of comments about restricted lists, so I'm thinking, Christ, already? <laughs> like, my sweet summer child didn't live through blood first, mate. Like, don't start calling for restrictions now. It can get a lot worse than this,
3: <laughs> and it will.
2: Yeah, it definitely will.
3: <laughs> um, but people are aware now that if they moan enough, they will get what they way. Like the Red Viper finally got restricted.
2: Yeah, because uh, people yeah. moan so much. So there we go. A hint of bitterness there. Uh,
3: yeah, especially as <laughs> while I'm doing this, I'm sorting out my big stack of spare cards. Yeah. So I have a, have, a I have an ice bucket full of cards. Yes. Uh, yeah. And bucket ice their way cards. <laughs> out of decks and just into the bucket. Uh, and <laughs> as I said that I picked up a red viper. And it hasn't gone into my Martel deck, it has gone into the pile to go back in the binder.
2: Oh which is the, the first in the bucket. time
3: he will ever be in the binder. Oh wow. That is heartbreaking.
2: Oh god, he's gonna scream when you put him in.
3: <laughs>
2: he's not gonna understand what's happening.
3: It's so dark in here. <laughs> yeah. Outside of a deck box.
2: Dave, where are you? Dave! <laughs> oh no, you have to put him in the garden so he can't <laughs> hear <it>. him. <laughs>
0: Can we just bury a red Viper card? Just not uh, put him in the ground, leave him Send him
2: away. To stay with a nice little yeah. sort of foreign family for a few minutes. We'll, his... <laughs> we'll poke his eyes out first.
3: <laughs> like, where's my Viper, Mummy? Oh we sent him to the farm.
2: Yeah, he's, <laughs> okay. the farm. he's gone to live with your uncle. <laughs> You can go and
0: visit one day. This weekend?
2: No, not this weekend. Not this weekend. (laughs) Perhaps never. So, um, Wedge, you're sitting there quite patiently. I know all you want to do is talk about yourself. Here's a chance. (laughs) Here's a chance. Wedge, talk to us about Blackwater. Because you did much better than all of us. We want to learn... Some of
1: the times. I believe I lost to one of you. That's definitely
2: It wasn't me, though. It definitely wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, actually, um, Wedge, me and you have never played each other, have we?
1: I have never played you.
2: We've never played each other. Maybe Nationals. If we don't get drawn at Nationals, I'd like a side game, please.
1: We should have a first edition game
2: at some point. We should. Right, that's
1: odd that we managed to avoid
2: each other for so long. It is, isn't it? Hmm. Hmm. (sighs) <sighs> Something to ponder. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we do we
1: software?
2: Yeah, the software. The same software that always pairs Dave and Whammer Although to be fair, it hasn't done that for a while.
3: No, the last time was um the win and in it uh, Manchester. Although he was gonna make the cut anyway.
2: To be fair, that was quite recently.
3: Yeah, but I think that's the only time this year. Because you'll be openals. Yeah.
2: Anyway, we um sorry, once again, Wedge. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Um Blackwater, talk to me, tell me. It was good, wasn't it? It was very good. We all had a great time. I had a lovely weekend. We had a nice meal on Friday,
1: bit of a drink on the Friday night, bit of a dance.
2: We heard about this.
1: <laughs> it was so good.
2: One song, can down
1: um, and then we had some cards on the Saturday.
2: Um, what type of cards did you bring?
1: I bought I mostly Lannister cards. Okay. I was playing a No Agenda. Um, I'd been playing a deck that had Harry in originally, but I thought about what I would do should it get restricted, and when it did, I did what I planned to do and changed it. I felt it wouldn't be... A massive detriment to the deck. Um,
2: what did you um, seek to replace Harry with?
1: I replaced my three Harrys with two House Divideds and a single Secret Orders. Cool, I like it.
2: I like Secret uh, Orders.
1: Yeah, I was playing City Plots anyway, so it has a nice interaction with City of Soldiers. Ah. You can take out some big guys. Yes. A Secret Orders.
3: Did you get to use it against any Targaryen players on their threat from the north turn?
1: Um, yes.
2: I, I say good, good. that's horrible. <laughs> no, it is good.
1: I did do that. It was nice. Uh, it didn't help me in the final, unfortunately, where I got to face two rounds of threat from the north. But I guess we'll come to that later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was playing it city plot line up, uh, night's Watch for, uh, gives you a lot of extra nail, and the cities allow you to turn at the gates from the Easter and turn one. Make sure you've always got some Night's Watch for conspirators to trigger off. And he also helps slow down your opponent's military, which you're not really interested in defending as a us to play. Um, yeah, and I played some games. I had Connie round 1, playing Gates of Winterfell, and that is still a hard deck to beat.
2: Now I've never played against that, um, but obviously I know what it does, I know it's very good, um, but I've never had the pleasure.
3: It never used to be a pleasure, I can tell you that, <laughs> in its original
1: form. It's still not a pleasure,
2: okay.
1: um, yeah, just lots and lots of huge things. And you know, there's a limit to how much of it you can kneel. Alaras was pretty much the key. Getting someone opposed through. Yeah. To eventually sneak over. Um, round two, I played Wex, who was playing House of Dreams L I V two. Um basically was unfortunate to not draw many characters and give away a lot of prized. LIV 2 doesn't really scare my Lannino agenda because all of the characters are rubbish and he blew it on killing a refugee in the end. (laughs) Brilliant. Yes. It was the the right thing to do because I was going to get a nice big military challenge through. Um, And yeah, I just gained too much prize too quickly. And yeah, I could kneel things like Wex and first mate so he could never recycle his LIV. and that, that was one of the easier games oh. sorry Wex
2: I like the fact you said you could kneel Wex and in my head you actually just sort of made <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was just <laughs> getting up and walking <laughs> the
1: table and
2: made him kneel under the table yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> not a euphemism yeah. <laughs>
2: how bad do you want to win boy <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh, third round was kind of on the stream but in the end bits of it were on the stream as it mostly failed uh, I played Yannick who is was playing uh, Stark No Agenda but with King's Pavilion and
2: is Breaching
1: the Wall? the horrible kill things with strength
2: higher than printed cost oh goodness was- that is genius I like that yeah, I was fortunate to set up a Harrenhal. Oh, well, good job. Yeah,
1: and so, although he drew all three copies, I like Harrenhaled one and intrigued the other two out of his hand. Um, I think he made a mistake turn two playing Aftermath. Um, and yeah, I kind of had an easy game from then in. Um, right. And then there were no more easy games. So many, many hours of playing the fourth round I had Luca and as you know Luca was unbeaten all day uh, yep. and Julie beat me that is quite a deck and a pretty bad matchup for Lanino agenda in the first place um, yeah I didn't really get any draw and he beat me quite easily. In the fourth round I was rewarded by getting to play exactly the same deck again but in Marco's hands that time went better. I draw capped every single round from turn one onwards. Um, finished the game with only five cards left in my draw deck. Blimey. Yeah, I managed to grind out a win, so I could win with good fortune.
2: So yeah. just um quickly to to talk about that uh, in a bit more detail. Um, obviously it's a bad matchup. Dragon yes. pit, that's uh, agenda because you've got lots of
1: for anyone who <laughs> doesn't know,
2: lots of small small things. So how, I mean, if you could pinpoint one reason you, you won then, what, what would it be? Was it the draw?
1: The draw helped, although it was a long game. I had to suffer fear of winter twice, and it's kind of hard having a 10, 15 card hand and not being able to use any of it, bring yeah. any of it to bear. But yeah, the burn is really hard to deal with when you've got a deck full of refugees conspirators, enemy informers there's, there's not a huge amount higher than two strength. you're really relying on the brigands to do the work
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so it's just very slow going um, I can kneel some of his stuff and the single secret orders helps a little bit but yeah, it was just slow going I had to use the cities to hit his draw and his dragon pit and eventually just snuck enough on a challenges that you could just burn my strength to zero to get through then the fighting pit is also a huge problem yes um i was running no Dude. location control other than the cities and the Westlands, i suppose so if i could keep it now with the Westlands, it was fine but otherwise it was just another challenge i couldn't win
2: yeah okay that's interesting i mean because I lost to um, uh, Lucas' deck, um, <laughs> and a lot of, I've, as you know, Greyjoy's got a lot of very low strength characters as well. But I at least had the mitigation of a couple of chains to bulk me out. Um, but yeah, I just found the amount of burn it can generate is it's, it's far more than you probably can anticipate um, against such a sort of old kind of deck build. So um, yeah, I'm bit impressed that you managed to. To beat Marco as one well, at least.
1: Yeah, well, I think they were playing card for card the same deck. Um, the combination of Fear of Winter and then using young Griff to come out of Shadows and then pull another card out of Shadows with his ability is also kind of horrible. Yeah. Because you can use that quite early on and have quite a big board advantage from nowhere. Um, so, yeah. It was a good game. Very long. I managed to scrape through and give myself a little hope that I might be able to win if I face one of them later on and join them. Um, so that was round five?
2: Yep, I think it was down yep. five. So
1: six, I was at four and one at that point. So I think we'd all decided that four and two are going to make the cut, especially those at the higher end of four and two.
3: Yeah, it wasn't all of them, but a fair few.
1: yeah. Um, so I was fairly comfortable. Uh, like, I didn't need to win my next game to make the cut. And it was against Jakob. Um He was also in the same uh, strength. So we both thought we were going to make it whatever. So we thought we'd have to sit down and have a nice, relaxing game. Um, it wasn't that relaxing.
2: <laughs> he was
1: playing <laughs> Darkwing's Dark Words. And, yeah, it was another... Quite slow game, but I think most of my games were slow. I'm playing a kind of a soft control deck, so it's just kind of slowly making your way to fifteen power by getting some unopposed challenges through. There's no rush in there. There was a single tie win, and I think yeah, the other renowned was sir Aris. The right sir Aris. I was I was playing the power icon sir Aris in this tournament. <laughs> Exactly. The correct Next. Yeah. Did you run
3: uh, shadows Tyrion? No. Okay.
1: No, there are no Tyrions, and uh, the only shadows card is single Kai. Okay. Um, he's kind of amazing. Yes, he is. The Tyrion is amazing character, but without any extra shadow support, he's kind of amazing for one round and quite yeah. expensive. That's fair. And it's expensive to play all the enemy informers and things every round as it is. So the deck didn't have. I couldn't really run a lot of expensive stuff. They really had to justify their space. they were going to be four cost. Um, I did beat Yaka. It was, I think, somewhat down from him not seeing any Mel's favours. Um, but again, Slow, deliberate game from both of us, and I managed to scrape through in the end. Um, which brings us to the cut, I suppose. And I had to face a series of other English players. Uh, Bambi in the top 16 playing Lanny Dark Wings, which is his favourite deck for quite a while, really? from the looks of it. Um, that, yeah, I, I feel like I'm just going to repeat myself. Every game was just slow. I, I went behind for the first few turns. I often ended up with my opponent on about eight power after a couple of turns and me on nothing. And just slowly grinding my way back through it using the escalating city plots and valor to slow them down. And then, repeatable meal, really. Castellans are still good.
2: Yeah, Castellan is a a real son of a bitch, Mm. to be honest.
1: And he didn't show his face in the final.
2: Oh. Really? Mm. Do
3: you not run summoned? No. Ah.
1: Um, I figure if there's 30 to 40% of people running no agenda, I'm going to get a summoned against those decks and I don't have to give it away but if I run cities I really like to commit to them that's fair because Without, yeah. yeah City of Spiders late game when it gets to your four characters can win you a lot
2: yeah, of games, so. yeah. Fine.
3: Waffle when Waffle was playing it used <laughs> to play six cities he played the uh, one which shuffled cards back into your deck so he could use a Harry or a killed the wrong dwarf pre-plot turn two shuffle it back into his deck and then from turn three his cities really got disgusting. Mm. And then you play City of Spiders turns six or seven to kneel. Yeah, I didn't enjoy An that. entire board. It was
2: horrible. Mm. Uh, now, yeah. I've noticed and a lot of cities sometimes. a lot of cities knocking about again. Um, it doesn't seem to be a lot of Green Sears Raven action going on, which how many times do you think across the day at Blackwater you, you got ravened, you got bluebirded?
1: Once. Yes. Mm.
2: Yeah, same. I got hit by one.
1: I was re-
2: running Lisa Ar- Aaron as well. Yep, same. Um, I've run Lisa Aaron in my Greyjoy is And I, in my warm-up games on Oxygen, um I, I must have played getting on for 30, 40 games over the last month or so. And I can honestly say, hand on heart, I have not been hit by a single Raven in, in practice games. I was stunned when someone dropped one at Blackwater. I was like, what is that? <laughs> so... People have forgotten about the Bluebirds. They've forgotten about Dre. And they've forgotten about Green Tears Raven. Um, so it's something to keep in mind, I think, for all of us in Nationals. How's that going to swing? Are we going to see Bluebirds coming back, or are they forgotten?
1: Yeah, I wasn't really worried about facing them. Um, I figured there'd still be starting our agenda decks running to maybe three of them, but they've got to see them. They've got to. It's they're still throwing the card away. Yep. Yeah. I'm not relying on the effects of the cities to win the game. they just. But they can weigh you down.
2: Yeah. They're a very ca- nice
1: ahead. Instead of killing a character, then so be it. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Miss Aaron, she has an extra utility. She cancels Mira, Demander, Thunderer, which I know is a favourite of yours. And of course, yep. the Warcraft Vipers um, stand effect. Which I figured we'd see a bit more of, but apparently no one was playing Martel at all.
3: Yeah, I think there were about three Martel decks.
1: Yeah, I didn't Four, play against the Martel deck. I didn't see a Conclave. It was, didn't see a game of Savas at any point. Yeah, I figured I didn't have much to worry about. Most of my characters had intrigue icons, and I'm going to kneel his larger ones anyway. If he's going to kneel more characters, he's just doing my work for him.
2: Oh God, <laughs> I mean you've got. Brigands, so you haven't really got that, a lot to worry yeah, about. The it's
1: not really yeah. an issue. Um, I nearly
2: buckled and put Craster in the deck, and I didn't. Ah, Craster.
3: Still, I mean, five strength injury guy, con, Wildling. That Wildling trait's pretty nice. Yeah. You know he's good at Trivial pursuit because we discussed that last time.
2: We did. Because he only plays with children and they're rubbish.
3: If you want to win board games playing against children is just a good idea
2: Play against kids man <laughs> they are useless <laughs> a board game.
3: like just look at their face when you flip a valleygilis they're just birds
2: I've never yeah. played
0: against anyone younger than about nineteen at thrones yet well um, just to
2: quickly segue out of this I did play again, um at a uh, Warhammer forty thousand conquest mm. um store store like um monthly meetup uh, Raleigh. um I played against a kid who was who was nine years old and um, his dad was there with him now I mean the first time I played him I mean I, I, kicked, I kicked his ass to be honest um, and I felt awful about it but his dad was watching and I was like oh man this is really like, this is quite awkward but then like the second time we played he, um, this kid has got the most front out of anyone I've played card games with ever like the first planet he just sets up a dreadnought and he's like let's go <laughs> well, okay, let's let's do it. That's kind of like the equivalent of dropping nothing but the red viper turn one and being like this party. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like boom. So um, anyway, I, I won that game, but I lost every other game I played. Right, and then later on, we're watching like the final game, and um, someone said to my, you know, how did you do? Yada yada. And then um, I. I said to him, well, I played that guy who you played and because um, we both lost to this guy, Nigel, I think his name is. I mean, this kid, like, without missing a beat, just turns and goes, don't worry, I can't beat grown-ups either. And I was like... <laughs> 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 Absolutely, uh, like, it just gave me the proper slap-down. Like, and I was like, this kid is going to go far, man. So, <laughs> but he's still rubbish at Conquest, so I'm a point stands. <laughs> yes, sorry for next week, I guess. Yeah, kids can't play games, man. So yeah, sorry Reg. (laughs) Don't you worry (laughs) about that. carry on.
1: (laughs) So top eight, I'm Mike Clark. Um, Greyjoy no agenda, playing Aaron's character agenda. It was interesting, but I think he made a few play mistakes. Uh, I didn't really see any economy, and he had a lot of councils, which was kind of horrible. So it was pretty slow going. Uh, We're playing a lot of play the stick,
3: shocking wasn't. turn of events
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Penny did some great work And basically had no cards in hand After not too long Throwing cards to Penny And um, Yeah, came through that The semi-final was way more interesting Because it was in a pub Some of you may remember Some of you may be too drunk to remember
3: I remember <laughs> I remember taking a selfie with you before the game <laughs> yeah. It's on our page yeah. <laughs>
0: yes,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: that's there. What uh, pub did you play in after the game?
2: What was it in the coaching horses? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: they played the, uh, on the semi finals in the pub. Um,
3: oh,
1: It was sure.
0: very loud in there.
1: Yeah. yeah. Everyone had gone there and everyone had been drinking for about five hours at that point. <coughs> I had anyway. wine in a can. I loved it.
2: Um more really? that, would
1: have, that would have driven me up the wall. It should be in that kinda of atmosphere. No, great. I'm just do it out. It was wonderful. Um that was starting no agenda kindly man. Um I figured I had enough answers for Kindly Man. I figured i was run into nightmares, City Soldiers, I'm gonna have time, I'm gonna be able to nightmares him and then kill him and Happy days. Unfortunately, he set up a Harrenhal. Oh. And uh, my dreams were ruined. <laughs> Knowing that you can kill him at will with nothing I could do about it. Um, so it was a pretty tough game. Um, I think sort of it hinged on a few play mistakes from Rowan. He missed a few chances to get Mira back into Shadows. Um... He often had a chance to let a refugee die or cancel something with remaining remaining Hall triggers so he could pop Mira back, but kind of kept her out. And that eventually allowed me to win,
2: I believe. And that was against uh, a certain Roman, wasn't it? Roman. It was. was it. Yeah. yeah. Now, Roman's um made the, made the uh, top of a couple now, wasn't he? About, he's got that high up but didn't he he did quite well at Stoke if I recall
3: uh, top 4 at Stoke top 8 at Stockton I believe
2: yep Yeah, and he did quite well in the Rayleigh Store Championship so well done Roman good year
3: despite what his meta mates will tell you he does know how to play
2: yeah uh, listen to uh, the the slurring that comes Roman's way <laughs> he knows what's going on so yes. after the noisy pub Final from season. my mic yeah? at what point was it decided that you was going to play the final Sunday did it, was it always intended that way
1: no we just ran out of time um, Yeah. I thinking of playing the semis on Sunday as well but Rowan wanted to continue and play them that day so we did
2: because um, Rowan always gets his man
1: <laughs> exactly um, so I had to replay and get to Lucas dragon pit and the game's available to watch. Or it was. It was on Twitch, I guess it may have expired by now. I've rewatched it. It
2: was sad. Yeah, I was um I was watching it live and um Yeah, me too. In in classic um my commentary style, a couple of times I thought you'd you got it, mate. But um
1: <laughs> no sooner
2: had I thought it. Yeah, it I know. It felt
1: like I had it. It was always a, a tough matchup. Yeah. But having watched it back, that second turn, I I went city of soldiers with no target for it, because I knew the kill was pretty unimportant compared to being able to deal more stuff. And I thought a two claim might be able to put a bit of pressure on turn two. So I went all in on the intrigue. He used up his incinerate to try and stop me. I used my secret orders to force it through. He had three cards in hand. I got to take two of them, and I missed the Caldero game. I didn't know yeah. I was missing a Cal Drogo, but I soon found out. And that was pretty massive. Watching it back, uh, if I grabbed Cal Drogo, I may have been able to do something. Did you not have
3: Picel on the board as well at the time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> makes it even worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, if maybe I'd seen a twitch from one of it, someone behind him that I'd missed the best card and maybe I would have thought to trigger him.
2: Yeah.
1: So that is sad. Very, very sad. But, hey, I won the, I won the sword. I got the travelling trophy back.
2: So, yeah, what is the deal with that sword? Because obviously there's pictures floating around, but I don't think it was ever really explained. So tell, tell people what that all means. Yeah, I'm always
1: surprised that the full story hasn't made it out of the travelling trophy. But uh, it's a, a UK-based trophy, which is good to talk about on this podcast. Uh, it re- originally came from Starlet last year when uh, Carl bought a sword in Starlet realised that he had no way of getting it home because he had a flight home and swords on planes generally aren't allowed.
2: Yeah, I can confirm from a professional standpoint that that is definitely frowned upon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's good to get professional opinion yeah. Glad to risk it. Uh, fortunately, I was driving home from Starlink last year, so I took that and a few other things that people had in it were too and
2: wielded illegal
1: or yes just plain illegal
2: yeah Um, because sorting cars no one cares
1: and so the next time I got a chance to give it back to him was at a local tournament in Newcastle where I was living at the time uh, that he was coming to and he said do you know what just have it as part of the prize pool and we made up some crazy idea at the time that it would become a travelling trophy so the highest place finisher from not that meta would win the trophy and take it to their next local tournament Where the highest place Finisher from not that matter would win it And it would move around the country With the name of each winner being I'm not going to lie Dave it. I think we need to win that trophy
3: See I beat Wedge in the draft So I feel like I should have won the
1: trophy no, Because well,
3: it's only available at my
1: next local tournament So you have to come to Manchester to win it I'll These well. are the rules of the travelling trophy <laughs> sure.
2: It's a wonderful idea I like that a lot.
1: Um, we have dedicated one side to first edition, and one side will be for second edition. And I do believe the next time it will be available will be the next Manchester tournament, my new local method And it will be a second edition tournament.
2: Ah, so you have a last name.
1: Uh, potentially, unless there are any more first edition tournaments, but whoever wins this, or whoever is the highest place finished finish outside of Manchester, so not me or Jack or Fiona, Will be the first on the other side of the sword.
0: When I win Starlek, can I have an honorary mention of the sword? Just out of interest, because now I've got something to aim for.
2: I think, Wedge, at this point, when you can offer Peel anything for when you win Starlet, <laughs> you're probably never going to have to pay up. Yeah, and yet
1: I feel like the honour of the sword is at stake.
2: Peel, if you win Starlek, mate, I'll buy you the castle. <laughs> Hashtag, what, please don't miss time.
0: <laughs> Challenge
3: accepted.
2: <laughs> oh God, this is gonna haunt me in about <coughs> time.
3: Note you didn't specify melee or joust. So,
2: oh, uh... <laughs> uh, what, what? What a fool I am! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know that
3: the, the Brickstock meta plays pretty highly at uh, melee.
2: He so. will never get past waffle. Gonna, There's going to be a yeah, montage. More,
3: you are aware. Me and Waffle will end up on the final table. I've
0: yeah, met it I'll, just
2: like... I'll be just in the corner sweating. <laughs> holding a check.
1: your reaction to the whole thing. It'll be oh, fine. Well.
3: We won't be the Brickstock meta anymore. We'll be the Bacharach meta and it'll be wonderful.
2: We'll just stay there. This is our castle, castle now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> so there we go. Um, so we wanted to briefly quickly touch upon... Um, the Gen Con results and the obvious impact that's probably going to have on Nationals do we think will it, will it won't it, it who knows are we going to see that to pit basically and if we are what the hell are we going to do about it I feel we'll see a lot of Kings Law. true true that
1: yep yeah. um, will we see a lot of Pitt I don't I assumed a lot of Martel at Blackwater but in the end a lot of people played answers to Martel but didn't play Martel so we have a lot of people playing Answers to Dragon Pit and not playing Dragon Pit. So what's the best
3: answer to the Answer to Pit? That's the deck to play. Yeah, so something that is always behind on Cards of Command, <laughs> so it can't get hit by Rally Cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that runs Green Seer Ravens, so it can cancel City Presieged. Okay, I like it. Uh, something that can deal with high-strength characters, doesn't run Shadows.
0: Dave, do you know what this sounds like to me? Great. What? Great. My black Sales deck?
2: I reckon it sounds a bit like Craster Behind the Throne. Craster Behind
3: the Throne? Oh. You're never losing any Intrigue Challenges. <laughs> you win all the board games.
2: Basically, I like, like any any name plus Behind the Throne. Just sounds funny. It does. I quite like Mace Behind the Throne and Roost Behind the Throne. But obviously nothing's better than Beleriand Behind the Throne. Blair behind the, the Throne, throne
3: has one games.
2: Moonboy Behind about the about two
3: games, but it has one games.
2: Yeah. The Hound Behind the Throne. <laughs> that
3: could be quite fun. Carrion Bird.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> the Long Lancers.
2: <laughs>
3: Collectively.
2: All of them just gathered
3: there. it away.
2: Some lances poking out. Put them down, they'll see them.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right
3: <laughs> All right, <laughs> right
2: how yeah. many things can, but the best though it's still just for, for the visual element is Beleriand behind the throne he's curled up like sort of just covering his eyes like if you can't see him he can't <laughs> see you like, Beleriand we can all see you no you he can't hey oh,
3: if oh. you're running um Daenerys and one of those uh, dragon locations which gives him an intrigue icon you're going to win all the intrigue challenges you are
0: going to win all the intrigue challenges
3: and it's going to be wonderful
2: (laughs) you are now uh, Dave the word dragon yes what letter does that begin with it's a D it is a D it's It's a a D D. it's time for our favourite cards beginning with D Um, it's only fair since Wedge is our guest but um, he can start this off well, this is the bit I've been waiting for. Of course it is. It's, what, it, it's the whole reason we do this entire show, to be honest. It's, it's is like Top Gear. You
1: endure the horrible, excruciating interview with Clarkson, so you get to drive a car around the track. And now I get to tell you my favourite car is being with Dean. Oh, well, sure, <laughs> I like that comparison. <laughs> yeah. You three can choose which one of the Top Gear cast <laughs> want to be. Well,
2: I ask the most <laughs> questions. Does that make me Clarkson?
1: I think it
0: does <laughs> in this case. <laughs> Dave oh, you May i May am
3: I <laughs> yeah. fair enough
0: you're definitely not as you're definitely more organised than me I know that much that's true
2: if I don't get a stake in a minute someone's getting a slap <laughs> 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 right
1: well I have to say also I'm really disappointed that I didn't come on last week Cause I was going to continue trying to make this as impenetrable as to b- listeners outside of the UK as possible and go for Charmander as my choice.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. So you, you ruined some dreams there, I have to say.
2: You could go for Diglett, but that's not really a popular <laughs> Pokemon, is it?
3: Also, not a card. Don't be a ridiculous lol. Yeah.
2: Sorry, what? I'm breaking. Oh, Diglett I- Game of Thrones. <laughs> breaking my own feature. Right, go on in, Wedge. What have we got, mate?
1: Can I do my least favourite card first? Because
2: that was easy. Oh, go on then. I've is given it... up trying to make this thing yes, work. Yeah, that's right. I'm just here to tell you.
1: <laughs> it's Dale Seaworth.
2: Okay. Why uh, is that? It, just because he's, he's everywhere and he gets that bloody attachment back.
1: Um, there's no card has any right to be that it's, efficient. It's just stupid. Very, very stupid. And I hate seeing him. Um, but my favourite card, that was more interesting I really wanted to choose Devious Intentions, um, but couldn't. Because um, I think my favourite card being with D is Deceit.
2: Excellent call. I'm looking at that right now. And yeah, I like it. I like what you're selling. There is barely
1: a more flexible card in the entire game. Do you want Surprise Deadly? Do you want to take Stealth away in challenge? Do you want to take all the chains off a Maester? Do you want to steal all the keywords of Stannis Baratheon and make... Dagos Manwoody have renowned Stealth, and Vigilant. He also begins with D,
3: so that's a good shout.
2: The world is your oyster
3: with that card. I love
2: it. Absolutely. And it's small council. <laughs> exactly, the synergies. <laughs> so you can, you can get your Joffrey kneeling for that one. Discarding yeah. Falls, if you're playing some sort of horrible Martell Lannister hybrid. Um, which is the place where Aris O'Kart lives. So maybe there's something there. Yeah, it's true. we like that. Good work, Wedge.
3: Thank you. I actually I ran one copy of Deceit in my Starlight deck uh, as a sort of anti barracard sort of, uh, and I didn't see it all day. So
1: <sighs>
3: sad.
1: Yeah. A dream sad. of killing a Brightwater man armed with his own deadly. <laughs> <Yes>. A
2: power challenge <laughs> with my refugee. <laughs> 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 That is gold dust. I actually picture you waking up, like with a smile on your face, going, "Yes, <laughs> one day." I never stop thinking of uses
1: for that card. That's yeah. the It's it's yeah, wonderful,
2: beautiful. I hope it gets reprinted
1: in second edition. Let's put
3: it that way. It is a lot of fun,
2: <laughs> and
3: it's really Martelli. Yes, and it just ruins plans halfway through a challenge. You're just like, hey, throw yeah. your cards on the table, see what happens.
1: Unlucky. You
3: can take Mel's
2: favour off with
1: it as well. It's attachment
3: control building. Yeah. Oh, by moving no attachments, yeah. Yeah.
2: Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, Peel, what do you reckon, mate? What's your favourite card beginning with a D? I'm
0: going to have to go with an obvious one, I think, here and go with probably Dark Star.
2: Oh, really? I like the mechanic of it.
0: I don't know why. I just like the mechanic of it. Which one? The idea of uh, someone coming as an intrigue challenge and pulling it out because you've used it on me many times and I've seen it many times and uh, when you pull it out as an intrigue challenge you're all happy you look at it oh fuck <laughs> there he is again yeah you've yep. gone first as well so all your characters and that one it's just like oh
2: fuck's sake Dark Star has the same reaction that um, Blockade has on people they see it and just go there's a moment's delay when they realise what it is and they just go oh fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> I ruled by decreed myself the other day
1: because I had five cards in hand and one of them was Darkstar.
2: <laughs> oh, did you soak up like the uh, the look of puzzlement on their face when you first started? <laughs> They're like, "What are you doing?" You're like,
1: "Boom!"
2: Darkstar. That's
1: what I'm doing. Yeah, that was yeah. fun.
2: As you know, I like to look at card art when we do this and point out little quizzical things. So, if anyone's looking at Darkstar, riddle me this: um, He's horse in the background.
3: I've here? actually got him here. He was He's the top Martel card on my pile.
2: You've got him yeah. there? Oh, yes.
3: Yeah. Um, my, my sorting. I've finished sorting now and he's the top Martel card.
2: So right, that horse in the background, has that got a weird headdress or has it got really bright orange ears? What's going on? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's also got like deep black eyes. They're just like pits of despair.
2: Yeah. What is going on with that horse, man? He's mental.
3: Definitely now, orange ears.
2: From, from distance as well. well maybe it's,
3: it's tanned because they're in dawn.
2: Yeah.
3: But, but when it's I actually tanned, a white what? horse.
2: But his ears have gone orange.
3: Yeah, like like David Dickinson. <laughs> oh. Oh, and for that matter. Dark Star. Dark Star is also pretty orange. I'm Dark pretty
0: Star. sure that doesn't work on horses, David. <laughs> David Dickinson. I'm pretty sure
2: the
3: comparison has <laughs> never been made. But have you ever seen a sunburned horse? No. Hang on. Well, there you go.
2: Dark Star hasn't got a surname. <laughs> Dark Star Dickinson.
3: <laughs> Dane. <laughs>
2: um. I always used to think as well when when you look at the Darkstar art, you know, like he's holding his sword over his sort of torso, and up that side is like his his armor. From distance, like, I used to think it was his knee, and he's like he's he's sort of crouching, and the sword's over his knee. But oh, it's yeah. not, thankfully, because that doesn't look right. No,
3: he's holding it like an Uzi.
2: Yeah, he is. He's like. Like he's going black.
3: to avenge Tupac.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Darkstar, don't mess about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fully auto. Someone's left. Where does that now? enough? <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, we're here for discussion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, Darkstar, good call, man. Um, I think you can all agree, Darkstar is pretty good. The, the Top banner.
3: Yeah, the most uh, dream-ruining use for him, of course, is when you're playing against a mill deck. And they get really, really satisfied. With it. It's like, yes, I'm milled Darkstar. He's not going to come. And, and then, yeah, suddenly, it's actually, he also comes into play from that so I'll yeah. just have Darkstar. Cheers.
2: <laughs> I like um, I like taking away people's icons with a scourge and just giving them back for banter just to put him in.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: You've got a Especially if you're running Doran Solar. You're going to need it.
3: Yeah. And I'll draw two cards. Yeah. Uh, of course, if you use uh, Ghost of High Heart in Doran Solar to look at your own hand, put Darkstar into play and draw three cards. <laughs> Wonderful.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's gold. Excellent. Um, go on in, Pilmot while we're here what's your least favourite card beginning with D might as well <laughs> we're this going off topic, topic. this um, shit might as well just go with it
0: <laughs> I can't even think it's probably Darkstar as well just because of the amount of times he's come over <laughs> he's like he's such a love and yet he's such a hate at the same time just because yeah. he is the only person that can inspire that feeling of just <laughs> shit oh fuck bugger
2: see above. <laughs>
3: yeah
2: okay that's brilliant okay uh, Dave go on then
3: Okay, well, I'm just re-looking through for my uh, least favorite card. Now, I really don't like Dario. Mm. Uh, because he has download, uh, discarded way too many of my Quentins for me to like him. Yeah. Uh And he's always... You know, and then you just like, I really need to Gaston him to shop this challenge, but then he's just going to kill another one of my knights. It's just horrible. Um, but I almost said Darkstar, and I also considered Devious atten- Intentions. But only when it's not played in Lannister because it's much more fun out of house.
1: Blackfish mm-hmm. um, like Towns
3: are where it's at. Yeah, or Stannis or the Red Viper. <laughs> um, now, Dagus Man Woody was a good shout as well, but I think the best one is Dragon Bite. Oh! Uh, which is a zero cost attachment. Attached character is killed any time it is participating in a challenge in which a dragon character is participating. Um, because it's an attachment, it can kill most things, anything that's not, no attachments, essentially. Uh, but, of course, you don't run it in Targaryen. You run it in janky maester attachment decks, which yeah. are my favorite type of decks. Uh, and I find them very difficult to build, because I always end up with about 50 attachments, and so the deck doesn't do anything. <laughs> um, but it's just a wonderful wonderful to look at someone's face when you go, okay, they attack you with their nice, juicy character. Oh, I remember this one. You kneel your maester, preferably drawing cards with the link. You, uh copper link the, no, no you um bronze link the dragon bite out of your discard pile you pale steel link it into play and then you make the character a dragon all in one action window and, and they the die because they're dies. scared
2: of themselves
3: yes and it's wonderful
2: excellent yeah top banter
3: yeah uh, and the fact that you can recur at every turn so they just don't attack with their good characters it's like LIV but way more fun
2: yeah, and, and a lot better. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sweet. So, what are yours? Uh, well, my favourite card, begin with D. This is a, this is actually a tough one. I um, I do like Desert Raider. Um, he does I do like him a lot? Um, and obviously Darkstar definitely gets a shout. Um, I'm a big fan of Daisy Mormon just because I think the art's beautiful. Um, she's shit, but the art's pretty nice. <laughs> Well,
1: um, can I have a shout out for the D card that has the worst art in the entire game of Dragon Fear?
2: Oh yeah, that is terrible, Dragon Fear.
3: Dragon Fear is bad.
2: Um, Darkwing. Derek
3: Colford. Gross Senior.
2: Yeah.
3: No man, that is a
1: bad dragon. The doesn't yeah, um, like he should be a strange character.
2: <laughs> but my favourite card beginning with a D is. Drumroll, please. It's Damon Dance for me. Oh, oh!
3: But that's a Stark card. It is.
2: I, I know, but he's a Bolton, so technically he's a Lannister. Um, spoilers. Um, <laughs> he, I, you will not find when he's when all his conditions are met, which isn't actually that difficult, really. Um, you won't find a more efficient uh, and a more kind of baller, free cost card in the game. Um. He's absolutely bloody fantastic. He's got half of the Vipers immunity already without needing anything else. Um, People run agendas, so he gets deadly in stealth. And most Stark builds really are no agenda. So he's always going to have Renown. He's got a fantastic icon pair for Stark um, at a good cost. And he does contribute to reducing the Bastard's Boys, which is also pretty funny. So yeah, it's Damon for me. I love it
0: good shout. he is good he is a nice card
1: do you have a least favourite
2: it is Drowned Prophet the
1: influence
2: guy yeah because what's the fucking point of this guy look at him
1: because it's a card with an influence cost surely that's just a challenge yeah you see that you just want to try
2: it it's nonsense look at this guy to end the challenges phase brilliant have it's you not wait. heard
3: Rowan and Reese's Janky Debt?
2: I have, and the best thing about that is the title.
3: Yeah, what was it? Um, step 1, Control. Step 2, Viper. Step 3, Profit.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah,
3: so <laughs> control them, abuse the Red Viper, and then just end the challenges face <laughs> before they get a chance to do anything.
2: And as you know, as we've already done tonight, I do quite like to look into the artwork and wonder what's going on here. Now, if you look at this fella... Like all these sort of religious ironborn, he likes to drown, do not they? they? like to get in, they like to have a bit of a swim and then not really come out. But he looks like he's been chucked down the, the cliff face as part of some riot or whatever. And everyone's gone home. That's I mean, he's he's changed his mind. He's like shit, actually, and he's trying to get out. Something really important he's left, he's like, he's forgot to turn the gas off or something. And he's climbed out and no one's there to help him. It's all just quite sad. <laughs>
3: and he's possibly been there a while because he's covered in seaweed
2: covered in barnacles yeah <laughs> yeah. he's just rubbing his belly on the rocks to get all the crabs off of him um, but yeah it's a terrible card it's, it's just rubbish um, you're never going to make room for that in anything Greyjoy unless you're trying to break something um,
3: and it's really so. difficult to break because you can only use it three times per game because one for each copy because it's removed from the game when you use it
2: So you have all that influence sitting there doing nothing in Greyjoy.
3: Hey, you use the. You can use the prayers. You can use um, favourable ground, bleeds. You can. You can. You should.
2: But in the in the immortal words of someone in Jurassic Park, just because you could doesn't mean you should.